I think you, we need to hold each other to a schedule. Yeah, I think, like, this is perfect for me, like a Sunday morning type thing. Yeah. But, obviously, you know, I know your job doesn't really allow all the time for that, so. Yeah, let's see what we can we yeah. figure out. You know? Or I could, you know, whatever. We'll figure it out. Sure. I think when, when like, you really want to do it, you do it. Yeah, think, yeah Even yeah. if we just said we're going to do this once a month. Yeah. I think we should be able to commit to that once a month. I think so. You know, if we just said every third Sunday, this is what we're going to do. And that's what we would do. I like it. Third yeah. Sunday? Whatever. You know, I'm just yeah, saying that because this one, is the man. third Sunday of this month. That's the only reason I'm saying that. I yeah. think that's good. Yeah. 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 I think you just made a schedule. Yeah. You're the boss, man. Every third Sunday. That could be like... That could be... Morning, Chris. Good morning, John. All right, it's uh, the third Sunday, I guess, of December. <laughs> Might technically be this the second. I don't fucking know, but um, here we are. We're at episode two every third Sunday. I'm John. This is Chris, and uh, we're gonna catch up what went on in the past few weeks since the last time we got together. Dude, I gotta, I gotta say, man, listening to the intro. Like, not to toot my own horn, man, but I think I hit fucking gold on that Yeah, it was one, pretty dude. good. I like that. I like the way you put that together. Even, like, like so anybody that's listening, that's John strumming. Like, he he recorded himself kind of, like, playing around on, yeah. on the acoustic and then sent me some audio samples, and I was like, I just think that that clip from, I think that clip came from one from of the- From one of your Yardbird shows. Yeah. yeah. And that was kind of the explanation of how we came up with the title of the show and the schedule, obviously. And uh, I think it's like the perfect chill- Yeah, it's kind of, it's not too, uh, not crazy or nothing. It's real kind of laid back and we talk about it too much, we're going to ruin it, but- Ah, I yeah. like it. Yeah, it's I like, like it your lot. dick. If you touch it too much, yeah. Right? If you touch it too much, you're gonna hurt. I something. haven't found that limit though. No. <laughs> Me neither. Oh man. Good morning, man. How are you? Good. Good. You ready for Christmas? No, not at all. Or holidays, whatever. I don't. No, it's we got to be politically correct. No. Well, uh, something. I, you I do know. Christmas. Dude, do I'm not even. Christmas? I'm not even a religious guy, and I. But do, do you Christmas. do Christmas? Yeah, of course I fucking do. Well, then, are you ready for Christmas? It's okay. I think it's just family time, man. Yeah, it's really what it is. I, I enjoy Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, just because of uh, getting to see my family. I think Thanksgiving's my favorite. Definitely my favorite. Of all of them. But I think Thanksgiving's my favorite, especially now, because uh, me and my brother-in-law definitely dived into, like, fuck it, we're going to deep fry a turkey. Yeah, I never had that. Dude, the first year we did it, I thought for sure we burnt the fucking life out of that bird. Right. And it was so good. No shit. Dude, it was crispy on the outside, and, like, it was fucking black. Yeah. Like, dude, it was... But he he brined it in, like, brown sugar and, like, uh, thyme and some other right. seasonings. And uh, we didn't realize that the, the, the sugars and the, and the, you know, the stuff in the brine is really what made it look so dark. But we thought for sure he fucking killed it. Like we mm. we thought like oh dude this is trash we're gonna have to call, right. like call Boston Market or something. <laughs> dude, I don't even think it's so much about the food. It's just there's something like there's something about Thanksgiving that doesn't feel like there's a whole lot expected of me. Yeah. So it actually feels like a holiday. 
Like, I can cook a meal, no problem, you know? Hmm. But uh, Christmas is a motherfucker, you know? The gifts and the know, guilt. getting things right. and Yeah, man, there's something. I, it, I don't, it really stresses me out. I'm not a big Christmas fan. So Christmas and how and uh, birthdays stress me out big yeah. time. Um, birthdays not so much. Yeah, you know, I think that depends on how you uh, have approached them from the beginning. It's kind of, you know, if your kids are expecting something outrageous for their birthday, then they're always going to expect something outrageous for their birthday. But if you just kind of make the big deal of it that it is and kind of downplay it a little bit, it doesn't really. I've never had issues with birthdays. I yeah. think because my wife and I. Um, Grew up in relatively, uh, I don't want to say poor, but like humble beginnings. Right. We have a bad habit of thinking we need to give our kids more than you should. Yeah, like rent out yeah. a fucking zoo and have a balloon ride, or like you know, like some crazy like. Th- I mean, that's an exaggeration, but right. but dude, I wouldn't be surprised if if some year my wife says, you know, uh, you know, like some eccentric thing and and i think it seems to me like a lot of parents that at least we know from this area which is just this isn't like a high-end uh like upper middle class neighborhood this is like we're all yeah working class yeah right. and and yet i see a lot of people that'll rent out like these trampoline parks or like and it's a lot of money it is a lot of money to never have done a, it yeah dude yeah. it's like you know every time i mean listen i like it it's cool i right. go in there and i'm a 41 year old child so i'm over here bouncing on the trampolines too like and then get our you know i have to go to the chiropractor as soon yeah. as we leave there and we always did the same thing every year we would uh we would go to like glen Olden park and just have like cake and you know some food or whatever hmm. bring all the kids friends out and stuff like that and they play in the park for their birthday it was like kind of very low-key they get their gift or whatever they knew it was their birthday you know and uh i never rented anything like that like the big bubble bullshit never did it yeah man mm. my one uh my one cousin his kids he rents out them bouncy houses and yeah. has a huge fucking barbecue in his backyard and i'd rather die dude it's just so much work <laughs> it's so much work you know yeah i don't know ah <coughs> oh, i'm getting over an illness man sorry i'm yeah. gonna sit here and and i'm gonna try and not cough all over this microphone so that the people that listen to us are like this guy's a piece of shit, man. He's just <laughs> fucking coughing all over that room. But uh what else, man? So you're not so you're not particularly excited about Christmas. Nah, I can't wait for it to be over with. Yeah. And then after that, the week after that is my uh, my birthday and uh I don't look forward to that. I just I, I can't wait for that whole this whole month to be over. In know? between New Year's and Christmas? New Year's Day. New Year's yeah, Day is New your Year's fucking Day. birthday? Yeah, it sucks. So next episode, we got to celebrate John's fucking birthday. Sure. If you want. Talk a lot of shit, man. Maybe we'll do it from Glen Olden Park. <laughs> from Glen Olden Park. Yeah. We'll go sit down there with some mics. Yep. Hey, look at the squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give them some cake. So what's you know? been going on, man? Today we were going to talk about... Uh, Bring it up, man. Come on, Career dude. suicide. Career. So so the big joke prior to us, uh, when we were gathering our thoughts, is... Uh, went through some current events. Yeah, so we saw we saw that Kanye went off the fucking deep end yeah. you know, with his anti-Semitic... Uh, and, and it's funny because I swear to God, at least from my perspective, I was trying to understand. 
I was I was like trying to like nah maybe maybe it's a joke or maybe it's uh you know like what where the fuck is his brain going with right. this you know what I don't understand is like um it seems to me that this is kind of his career now yeah it's I don't think look I don't know a whole lot about his music to begin with yeah and I'm not like but from what I've seen, I remember like in the very beginning he had like a huge hit, and then I knew that song, but I don't know any of his other music. And then, uh, so I'm kind of thinking now like, what I don't understand is like that initial backlash of it, like where people were shocked at what he said. He's been saying crazy shit like that for a long time. That's kind of what he does. And then y- you put him on a show with Alex Jones, like. <laughs> You put you put the craziest dude in show business. Oh, excuse me. Good lord. Oh man, Ugh. dude, that's I I totally forgot that <laughs> I totally forgot that it was actually on Alex right. Jones, and Alex Jones is like backpedaling, like yo, dude, dude chill out. Even he is like, nope, this is too far. And I don't want to do that. But what was great, like I look, I thought the whole thing was really amusing. Like, and I'm not saying that I think it's cool what he said. Obviously right. not. But if you're looking at it objectively, the dude's fucking mentally ill. He's yeah. already mentally ill. And then, like, you took a crazy guy, you put him on a crazy guy's show. <laughs> on The show has the reputation for being a crazy show. Yeah. And he acted crazy. Like, what did you expect him to do? It's like Jerry Springer on fucking steroids. It's, it's insane. <laughs> but oh, I just, man. so I was kind of, look, me personally, I just kind of laughed at it. And I get that people would be offended, but it's not hard to do anymore. You're going to offend everybody anyway. But I just couldn't understand people's, like, shock over it. Like, of course that's what he did. Yeah. What else was he going to do? He's been saying anti-Semitic shit for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. It's kind of like, it, it's definitely been coming up. And uh, uh, he, he has, like, um, I do believe that he's... Like, mentally ill. Yeah, I think like, he's, like, bipolar, manic depressive or some shit. Like, I think he's just a little touched in the head. But then it gets, like, a little crazy because uh, the whole Trump thing and, like, yeah. the, uh, like it's weird because he, like, kind of flipped to, like, almost like an alt-writer. Yeah, which crazy is, like, is crazy, though. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, there's yeah. not a whole lot of explanation for crazy. Like, there's no rationale in it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be crazy. Yeah, so, yeah. I just thought, I tried to look at it objectively, and I, I kind of thought, like, at first, I was like, is this, like, an angle that he's doing? Like, is this, like, his way of staying relevant? Yeah. Like, is it all calculated? And, um, because sometimes I think, like, those aspects of the entertainment world, where the the lines of reality become kind of blurred. Sure. That's the entertainment. Yeah. Like, I don't care what he does musically. Yeah. But if he does something crazy like that, I kind of perk up and pay attention. So, in my experience, because I uh, I follow uh, skateboarders like Bam Margera and uh, other people, the Jackass Crew, the Johnny Knoxville guys, that was our generation, you know? So, like, when you look at uh, celebrityism and Hollywood and their role in society... It seems to me that it just keeps getting slightly more extreme mm-hmm. every generation or every decade or whatever. And now, 
Like when you look at somebody that wants to be famous on the internet, they literally throw themselves into harm's way. Yeah. Like off a fucking building or do something dangerous, say something so absurdly provocative that they know it's going to fuck with people. It's undeniable. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's getting so extreme that I do believe that there's a small part of, of uh, Kanye trying to stay relevant because, let's be realistic, he's getting up there in years when it comes to the entertainment industry. Dude, it's time to pass the torch and you to move up to being, you know, the owner of a record label or, or something, you know, like... Uh, there was another um, there was another rap artist at one point that said, dude, nobody wants to see my old ass up there fucking, right. you know, trying to trying to like do this. Like, dude, I'm, I'm old. I'm, I'm not here anymore. I'm done. It's some other young kid's turn. And it feels know? like that that style of music, hip hop and stuff like that. It There's so many nuances to it that change. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's not really my thing to begin sure. with. Yeah. But to me, it felt like at first I was thinking, is this an angle? Like, is he just working an angle? And then I got to thinking about it, and I go, no, nah, he's he's fucking he's mentally ill. Like, yeah. I think this is genuine. So I heard somebody try to justify, and they're like, well, you know, his managers and this and that, and a lot of us refer to them as our Jews, and and like it's not like a like a racist term and i'm like mm, yeah it definitely is yeah right right you know i'm pretty fucking much like if if you said it was your n-bomb like yeah we would know like yep he definitely means a specific group of people you mm. know that seems to be like the thing too like it's you can do a lot of wrong shit to commit career suicide in entertainment but yeah. more often than not it's like racial <laughs> it's like kramer from uh seinfeld <laughs> Oh, my God. So, uh, dude, I'm so fucking tickled about that. Because yeah. I, I, like, you, like, I woke up early and I was like, all right, cool, man. John's coming over this morning. We're going to do the talk. And uh, I was like, all right, man, let's, like, dive into this a little bit and see what I see. And then I, I pulled up, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Richard Michaels. Or Michael Richards. I, I, yeah, Mike Richards, yep. Yes, yeah, so I pulled up the, the clip of him at the Laugh Factory. It's and insane. I was like, dude, it wasn't a joke. No. Like, it wasn't. He was genuinely upset. Yeah, he was pissed and he pointed at a guy in the crowd. That was heckling him. And dropped several N-bombs yeah. and kept calling the guy the N-bomb. It was really sad. Dude, like, really and then sad. everybody in the room was like, fuck Whoa. you, man. We're yeah. not dealing with this. And then, of course, he's up on the stage trying to be like, oh, it's just words. And you're like, nah, no. man. It's kind of, nah. I mean, he really, like, crossed the line. And it's sad because, like, he's a guy who, I mean, Kramer is his biggest accomplishment. Yeah. But it's fucking amazing. Like, I still watch Seinfeld and laugh my ass off. And I still, I think he's, like, the funniest part of the show sometimes. Well, I, even I never cared for Seinfeld no, much. I love it. But his character in particular, I Hilarious. thought was one of the funniest parts. Yeah. And then kind of um, just that was kind of the pinnacle of his career. He really wasn't going to do anything great after that, it seemed. Right. And I think maybe that played into it a little bit. It's like the heckler was kind of like, 
on his way out the door, he's like, hey, you all, all you ever did was be Kramer. You never be nothing else or some shit like that. <laughs> and, uh, which is a harsh truth. Yeah, it is a yeah. harsh truth, but it is what it is. Yeah. And I, I mean, he, I think he genuinely feels bad about it. Like I've seen him on things since then where he kind of apologizes up and down for it. But I mean, he, there's not a whole lot of coming back from that. It seems like the racial stuff, really hard to come back from yeah and of course you know a lot of this the cancel culture like the the sexual assault and stuff which is totally understandable like for a guy like harvey weinstein and stuff like that sure and that's that could be really disappointing because sometimes you just love some of these people yeah and then they do something that's really creepy and you're just like ooh, you know you know like my my whole perspective is is i think it's kind of fucked up though because dude i think the our population is very fickle yeah you know I think we pick and choose which ones we we actually want to give a fuck about. Right. You know? Because I'll say it, and I still to this day think that it's kind of fucking crazy that everybody... You'll still hear Michael Jackson all all day, every day. On any station. And you're like, no, man, this dude for real fuck kids. You know? It's gross. Like, you know? But it's like, I don't know how he gets a pass. Yeah. I don't understand it. It's the most heinous thing in the world. He's the king of pop. and Everybody, you know? And I agree with you. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Dude, you want to start fucking, you know, cutting people off at the fucking knees and telling them, like... And I don't want to, I don't want to give, uh, like, sit there and say, like, there's degrees of, like, okay versions of sexual assault. There's not. Sure. But that, to me, is the most heinous thing you could do. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, you look at Louis C.K., his career is kind of in the gutter to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, he still does things. But yeah. it's always going to be attached to him. Yeah. You know? Which is comical. It is comical. It's sad, but it's comical. But but I want to explain why I think that it's comical is that, dude, when they approached him and said, yo, we heard this about you, he fucking admitted it and then yeah. apologized yeah. and was like, yup, you're right. I did something wrong here and I want to make it correct. The dude was pretty... Honest about it. Honest about it, and, and he didn't I'm, deny it initially. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I, I think, don't know. I think when they first like a uh, like contacted him and said, "Yo, man, this this is what's going around." I thought about that you. was just so sad because I loved him. Like I absolutely love Louis C.K.'s humor. Like, so I, he does do a new special where he talks about it. Oh no shit! Yeah, yeah. and like. I definitely think um, it's a shame because his career was going towards movies. He mm-hmm. was doing some movies. He was in a couple movies that I, I really enjoyed, American Hustle. And like, yeah. uh, and then that came up and <laughs> done. Crazy. You know? Crazy. And, and that's the way, like right now, in my opinion, Hollywood is shut the fuck down. Like I don't really see yeah. Hollywood putting out any original content or like um, big like creative ideas and and i heard that there's also some issues with the fact that they're not really doing theatrical releases no more so there's not a lot of money involved and they're not recouping from these massive investments yeah but uh i understand the business side of it but i also think that there's a hollywood right now is a fucking hermit and a crab or a turtle in a shell like it's like right now it's tucked and it's keeping itself safe Right. And it's like, nope, I'm not letting you fucking, you know, steal I all think this from me. It seems like there's a lot of filth oh, to yeah. kind of hide. Dude, it's it's bad. And, it, you know, there's a lot of people that talk about, um, I don't even know how to say that lady's name, Maxwell Lady. 
Oh, yeah. Epstein Island. Jistain. And all that shit. That's what I always yeah. call her. Just <laughs> Jistain. That's what J- you call her. Jistain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to say her name. But, um... <laughs> so there's a lot of people that kind of theorize that that's a lot of it. And I believe I don't, that. I don't disagree with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think... Oh, man. Excuse me. <laughs> man, are you going to make man. it? Ah, oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm currently taking antibiotics, and, um... The show must go on, guys. Yeah. I was like, nah, man. I'm I'm healthy. I won't infect John. I'm just gonna cough on this mic like an asshole. Yeah. Would Howard Stern cough on a microphone? I don't think so. Fuck him. I love Howard <laughs> Stern. Do you really? Man. Yeah. Fucking... I just I'm not a big fan of him. I kind of felt like he kind of capitalized on like I guess what I don't like about him is like the stuff like uh like Crackhead Bob. Man. Like those characters like that. Like why are you capitalizing on people that seem like they're entertainment i guess but let's stay on topic let's talk about hollywood and uh the maxwell uh that that fucking that whole sloppy mess you know so i have a theory i think (laughs) i think that in the height of epstein and that lady having their get-togethers i mean i don't i i wasn't there so obviously i can't speak but i think that they invited I think there's people that weren't into it. They kind of yeah. ended up there, and they they don't want to be guilty by association, maybe. And so my theory is because I read a book uh, about Charles Manson, and this is something that's been happening in Hollywood over and over and over again. Since he was well known in the Hollywood community, dude, and it seemed like when that shit happened, a lot of people kind of backed off from him, like, "Yeah, no, not me. I don't know." Him. And then, but. Yeah. It's kind of... So I think it's the same exact thing. Charles Manson was a pimp for children. Mm-hmm. That's that's literally... He had underage girls at his ranch, and um, the fucking Hollywood elites would come over and, and party. And, I mean, dude, we know for a fact that some of them, like, specifically asked for young girls, you know? Right. Um, what's that guy... Um, the fucking director that was like in hiding in France for like um, Roman Polanski. Yeah, yeah. Like, like so, wasn't Sharon Tate? Sharon his, Tate, I think, was like his love interest or something. His wife. And yeah. She was pregnant with his kid. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, like so. There's a whole big mix up about that. But but so to me, it's it's all the same bullshit. Mm-hmm. Charles Manson was fucking pimping out kids, and then like got caught in the fucking ringer. Hollywood clammed up and was like, nope, don't know the guy, never met him in my life, and everybody played fucking stupid, mm-hmm. and now it's the same thing all over again with fucking Epstein, although Epstein's gone, so now they have this woman who, she participated too, man, they yeah. all, dude, they took they took these celebrities and politicians and, and socialites, they took their fucking money and let them raise hell and, and party on their fucking island. I mean that's it, dude. That's there's no fucking there's no yeah. yeah. This ain't science. This is fucking as simple as that. It's fucking gross. So then when Hollywood, all these people with this uber amount of fucking money, is scared to death that their their little uh, limelight is going to get taken from them, mm-hmm. they fucking hide. You yeah. know, even if they didn't participate in bad shit, I think they all kind of protect each other because they don't want to get slandered. Yeah. You know, so. Eh, whatever. That's my conspiracy bullshit. <laughs> I don't think it's really... I don't consider that too much of a stretch. Yeah. As far as conspiracies go. I think... I think that's all very real. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I think that, uh... <sighs> anyway, back to career suicides, man. Yeah. We were going to name this episode The End. Yeah, because the last episode was The Beginning. Dude, I think that would be hilarious. Yeah. I think we should call it The End. Yeah, and then yeah. maybe put in parentheses. It's not really the end. But, yeah. yeah, just two episodes. Yeah. Fucking enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just trying to think like who else really like. They, there's plenty of celebrities that did some wacky shit where you thought, oh man, they're not gonna come back from that. But like, kind of ends up just being like a little blip on the radar. Like even this Kanye thing, like it died out pretty quick. Like it fizzled out pretty fast. Like I don't think a whole lot of people are that concerned about it like now. I think it's uh, subjective, though. Like, yeah. I think some people know that Kanye is batshit, and they're just yeah. like, ah, crazy Kanye, you know? Yeah, but that's that's his gimmick. That's yeah. what he does. Yeah. Know? I don't know, man. It's... Not that it's a gimmick. I think it's a very real thing, but... Dude, Hollywood has a uh, a bad way of protecting itself, though. Like, like um, what's his name that passed away in the, uh, in the helicopter crash? Uh, the uh, basketball star recently kobe bryant kobe bryant yeah was accused of uh you know rape yeah you know and like back then it was a big deal and everybody like dude it almost ended his career right. i mean it, nobody knows exactly what happened because none it's of us just were so in the weird room it's weird the way that this works like mike tyson went away yeah he was convicted did his time came out and like kind of beloved now yeah you know yeah. and i look i'm a big mike tyson fan too i always was ever sure since i was a kid but it's just weird how like some of this stuff works like how this is okay but this isn't yeah i don't get it you think because of our society so i'll say this um a lot of celebrities that do bad shit they like to bury it in the past mm -hmm. and pretend like yep that never fucking happened well let's just never look over there in that dark corner the one thing i'll say about tyson because i do love mike tyson right i I think that Mike Tyson is a pure example of a human that is is learning and evolving and growing. Yeah, you know, and um, <coughs> Jesus, Jesus, knock it off. So when I listen to Mike Tyson's podcast or um, even like some of his, like he did a, a special on Hulu, which is I think it's great. And, dude, he hides nothing. Right. He's there is honest. no... Yeah, man. He flat out says, this is what happened. And, unfortunately, this is the ugly truth, you know? But there's a part of him in his fucking soul that tries to portray that, dude, I'm not proud of this. This right. is just what happened. And I'm not that no more, you know? And and me as a recovering addict, I I very much understand that. That I think that... Dude, we're all capable of doing ugly fucking things. I think that's kind of part of it, too, is, you know, do, how come nobody uh, in these instances where people's careers are, like, destroyed? Like, isn't that how people, like, get better? Yeah. Is by doing something fucked up. Yeah. And they not to condone some of the stuff that they've done, but to acknowledge it and to change it about yourself. You know, sure. like, I've been doing that my whole life. So, like, uh, prior... Now, I'm not a huge sports guy, but I remember at the time I was dating this girl whose family was big into football. And the, the Michael Vick thing came out with the fighting the dogs and shit. And I remember when he came to Philly, there was a huge uproar about, fuck him, we don't want him here, rah, rah. And I, I kind of remember him doing, like, a lot of 
press and explaining that he actually did love the dogs and and is changing like he started getting involved with the humane society and, and some uh like adoption agencies and like really kind of working to change that and and admitted like yeah man i fucked up and this is not the way you should live and like got more involved with i'm a big fan of making amends yeah if you do wrong you need to acknowledge you did wrong but not only that you need to make it better right you know that's just a part of yeah i think like then there's certain degrees of like shit that you've done wrong sure you know like obviously the the dog thing was pretty outrageous like yeah you know, especially for people like us i mean you have multiple dogs i have a pit bull at home like yeah we're kind of pit bull advocates sure and uh like just the that's it's some pretty cruel shit yeah but then you have like these instances where you know it seems like there's less less offensive things that people have done sure they're just nails in their coffin yeah you know yeah. what i mean like lewis ck i'm gonna say this i'm just gonna say it dude the guy and i think it's i think it's uh hilariously awkward but apparently the reason he got in so much trouble, I don't know if you know the whole story, is uh, women would want to come to his uh, dressing room and he would literally say, hey, you mind if I pull my dick out? And yeah. then like they would go, uh, okay. And then he would go, eh, and he would start like touching himself. And like they would just stand there and... It's so bizarre. Uh, so like, dude, that was his thing. Like he would yeah, just... it's like, it's like a weird like a weird fetish he would jerk off in front yeah. of his fans he wouldn't even like you wouldn't even like ask him to touch him like right. which to me is it's still like creepy it's, really, it's creepy really as creepy. shit yeah and even other celebrities that grew up with him were like and i think the offense is that you were kind of using your position yeah yeah to be able to do something like that so these women would say that they felt uh they felt uh taken advantage of or they felt like you know Exactly wasn't, like you said. It like, wasn't dude, necessarily consensual. Like, yeah. I would love yeah. to see you do that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. No. So, but to me, when I think about the greater scheme of, like, rapists and pedophiles, as opposed to the Louis C.K.'s, I think Louis C.K., if I were to create a scale of bad and good, he's definitely not on good, but he is not all the way over no, on bad. No, no, You know? And... And that's all I'm saying is, like, you end that guy's fucking career, but there's, like, you know, other people that you're like, well, he just tried to fuck Macaulay Culkin, or he did, or we don't really know, because Macaulay Culkin's a bad drug addict and has a lot of disorders, so maybe that's part of it, you know? But I really like PYT, so Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, nah, I don't get it. But, um, and then you, like, you see, like, these guys out there that... They compromise their integrity by saying something stupid, and they kind of get nailed to the cross for fucking years <laughs> because of it. Like, uh, like now that you know, like in the fitness world, I don't. You know who the Liver King is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Guy's goofball. A, a total goofball. Yeah. But my point there is like, he's obviously a fucking goofball. Yeah. Anybody who has any knowledge of health and exercise knows that he's on something. Sure. But there is that contingent of people out there that are kind of uh neophytes yeah. to the fitness community that think that that's somehow achievable so do you think it's become so socially normal to cancel people that like now it's a witch hunt now well, i don't think he's getting canceled i don't think it's gonna do that well it might do some harm to him yeah. but 
You know who I think, you know what I, this is weird. You know who I think is like the conscience of like the entertainment world and is like that locker room leader for the way people think? Who? Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like if Joe Rogan says it, hey, I kind of feel the way Joe Rogan feels. Yeah. Joe Rogan just makes an ass out of this fucking liver king guy. (laughs) So everybody just goes, he's an ass. Which he is. I mean, there's no way that you watch those videos and see the things that he's eating and stuff like that. If you're a rational human being, you don't go, yeah, well, if I eat bull testicles, I'm going to get fucking jacked. Or if, um, obviously, he's on steroids. You know? Like, it was obvious to everybody. But I guess it's the idea that, you know, he uh, was using... He's using that physique that he has and saying, well, I live by all these fucking, you know, these nine ancestral tenants. Like, this is just bullshit fucking rationale for how he got that way. When in all reality, and then what I can't stand is his, like, explanation for it. It's almost like. Why? What did he say? Something about, like, there's so many people a day to commit suicide and so many people that uh, attempt to commit suicide. And he's trying to be an inspiration to those people and um, this was like a social experiment that I was doing to, for the youth, for the young men of America who aren't confident, who feel weak. And so you deceived them. It yeah. just doesn't make any sense. Like he's he's a jackass, that guy. That guy's a real jackass. I think it's tough because, um, oh, excuse me. Jesus, man, I'm all boogered up. Yeah. Um, I was thinking the other day. You know what our society lacks? You know why we're we're fraudulent is um we don't have any real heroes. Like real heroes. Like um like in the old days prior to television and all that stuff, like Teddy Roosevelt and the fucking Rough Riders were real heroes. Mm-hmm. And um you know like it's just like, once upon a time, there were real people on this planet that other people saw them as, like, this person is, is... an example. Is an example. He is fucking amazing. I think there's a few of them out there. So the only heroes we have are are humans that pretend to be heroes on television or athletes or whatever. And, and I think it's tough because... Um, uh, so like even on a uh, not a uh, like a grand scale, but like like not a um, so like what what heroes like heroes in the black community, uh, Martin Luther King or uh, like yeah, like you uh, know like like what heroes do we have currently? Like what do we? I think the only thing we've seen recently that could be idolized is like like Trump's following, which is a shame because the. The media distorts things, and I'm not saying Trump is fucking great. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying when you look at people that have created these iconic images of themselves and their followers, who else do you know? Like it's like, that polarizing. Uh yeah, but but I also think like like a real human that's not pretending to to act out something on a screen, you know, like. Like, people look at Trump and they think that he is, like, saving the fucking world. Like, people are... The girl, three houses fucking down, has shit all over the front of her fucking house. And, like, I'm trying to think of, like, other, like, real-life heroes. Now, for me, I am um, an entrepreneur or a junior entrepreneur or whatever. Like, I'm like a fucking wannabe entrepreneur. 
Um, so I look at like the Elon Musk's and the, uh, you know, like I'm always fascinated with people like that, but is that really how, uh, dull our society has gotten? Like who's out there really like instilling ideals? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I hate to keep going back to fitness and stuff, but I don't really think this guy is all encompassing when it comes to fitness. I think it's, he just kind of has a great way of approaching life. Yeah. And I kind of look at him as a hero. Absolutely. Is uh, David Goggins. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. I mean, he's intense. He's on a whole other fucking planet. But That's the, uh, he was a Navy SEAL or something, he was, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, just, I, I love his grit and his determination and his honesty. And Yeah. I mean, if you, like, he, I think he's great. I love his book. So I'm, I'm I mean, I'm not saying that guy's not. Um, but I'm. It, but on, I'm saying on a national yeah, or like international level. Yeah, like where he's very level. recognizable. Yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of hard to do because there's so much access to everything. Yeah. So it's like if you, you know. Well, that should make it easier, though. It should, but I think there's just so much out there. Yeah. I think it's just there's so much to pick from. And I don't know. I mean, I can't think of anybody either that's on that level of like. Yeah. But you know what's funny about that is. Legends are created by storytellers. Storytellers hear about a person and like somebody right now, like like say Joe Rogan. I think Joe Rogan has the potential for being considered a legend someday because and and I don't think he's necessarily doing anything extraordinary. I think no, he just he's just kind of sitting down interviewing people, saying what he thinks. I think he's definitely the uh 2020 version of Howard Stern like in the in the 90s Howard Stern was that guy I think he has more of a reach even you know like I think like you said earlier how much you love him and how much I I think universally a lot of people like Joe Rogan yeah like yeah universally like there's something about him that people like yeah even if you don't like everything yeah you like something sure yeah and that's um so nowadays in our modern society though I just keep thinking like what kind of heroes are we, uh, what do we have? You know, like, what is it that we're trying to... So when I look at this big dispute in our country, the division, uh, the uh, political, uh, bipolar, you know, everything that's going on, it's really an argument about morals, right? Isn't yeah. it, isn't it an argument about, like, what do we think is good and bad? And that's the, the dispute. And when you're having those disputes, you have to have champions of the ideas that are going to lead us into the future of like, yep, this is exactly what we think, you know? I think it's interesting because I do think that Elon Musk as uh, is this whole thing with Twitter, I think it's going to evolve into like this uh, movement for freedom of speech, especially on the internet. Elon Musk's big take is that like, dude, you, you can't, you can't just fucking shut people down because right. you don't like that they don't agree with your politics. To never hear from them again kind yeah. of thing. So I think I think that you have, like, these leaders of particular ideas, you know. And Rogan's on that kick, too. Rogan's very much a, a freedom of speech kind of guy because, dude, they've tried to shut him down. Right. You know, there's been a few times where they've tried to, like, fucking shut his accounts down. And he was just too big at that point, And they were like... You know, now there's other smaller guys. Like I like the guy Andrew Tate. He's a little eccentric. He's a very, he's a, 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 he
He's like fucking Floyd Mayweather, man. He loves talking about how much fucking money he has, which like really makes me want to vomit on him. Right. But uh, but that's because we come from humble beginnings, you and I. So like to me, like you don't showboat about your fucking money. I don't give a fuck what kind of car you are. You sound like a Hollywood jerk off right now. Yeah. You know. I agree with ninety percent of what you're saying. The other ten percent, where you're boasting about how fucking great you are, you're not that fucking great. I could break your face. You know. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I can't think of too many people off the top of my head that yeah. have that kind of influence. But, yeah, I definitely <laughs> think that there's uh, the parameters that kind of um, these media outlets, like, you know, just doesn't agree with, you know, our standards or something like that. Right. Like, what the fuck am I doing here then? But I also think that's why the internet has taken over. Like, you and I said... I don't watch regular TV anymore. I don't have a cable subscription. And I think a lot of people got so exhausted with um, TV and the news and a lot of places pushing their agenda. I know for a fact... The bias. The bias is, is really so fucking bad that, like, I'll admit it, dude. When I watch a TV show and if I feel like they're pushing too hard on the woke stuff or like just trying like to give this perfect rainbow cast of, we got a gay guy, we got an Asian guy, we got a black girl, we got this, we got that dude. It, it looks fraudulent. Yeah. It looks pandering. Phony. Yeah, man. It's not real life. It's okay to have a group of Asian people that are sitting there talking. It's I'm not offended by that. It's okay that all the gay people hang out together Dude, that's what that's what that's why it's a community because yeah. they are hanging out together, you know? You wouldn't see a fucking straight guy standing in the middle of a bunch of gay guys like, "Hey, what's up, fellas?" Yeah. I'm sorry, but that doesn't it's fucking really happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like there's a part of me that thinks that like you can't write it into existence. Like there's a fucking limit. And I feel like right now in our society, Hollywood is still trying and the rest of us are like i'm turning this fucking tv off they're trying yeah i think they're trying to indoctrinate almost like dude you talk to a kid who's like 12 years old you're like what the fuck what are you talking about like yeah you know kind of presents a whole other set of problems for an adult to try to kind of well explain it to them the right way and now me maybe me being uh the background that i have i don't it's so this is the hard argument because people when i say this to uh somebody that is conservative thinking they instantly go hard right right and they're like yeah what the fuck i just want to show with all white people and and i'm like no 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 hold on man that's not what the fuck i'm saying right now i want to see it in a realistic fashion i am uh i i like to think that i'm a realist when it comes to storytelling i really have a uh, a passion for tell the story as it is. I have a hard time, and I, I told my wife this, but there was some silly show that popped up, and it was like in the medieval times, it was like Victorian or something, but there was like a cast of like every ethnicity. It didn't make sense. And I was like, dude, there's this is fucking silly. This is like, uh, it's like in France or England. No, man, that's not what it was. Right. That's not what this looked like. Well, how do you know? How do I know? Because they're fucking white, the people that live there. That's, mm-hmm. they're fucking English or, or French, you know? So, 
you know, like you wouldn't have a, a fucking show set in, uh, you know, like 18th century Ghana and have fucking, you know, Asians and Spanish and white people there. No, it's all black. Mm-hmm. This, this is a fucking black nation, you know? That's okay. It's okay, you know? It's it's absolutely okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. As uh, I think um, who one of the comedians was saying, they were like, uh, you know what? It's it's not unusual when you watch a Chinese or, or a Korean TV show and everybody's fucking Asian. Yeah. Nobody's offended by that no. because... Uh, because it's accurate. That's what they fucking look yeah. like, you know? <laughs> yep. So. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, and that's, a, I think that's totally, it's more interesting to see from yeah the realistic side of it. Like, I mean, you take a show like uh, like The Wire. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty accurate show. There's, sure. There's some sa- sensational shit in there that gets thrown in there to, oh, that probably wouldn't happen. Right. But very realistic. Yeah. Very relatable. And I think it's good because it is an accurate portrayal of Dude, something. I loved The Wire. It's one of the best shows ever, ever made. Fucking. Probably the best show ever written. So right now, the equivalent to that, which is funny enough, in my opinion, is Yellowstone. I never watched it. My brother watches it. Dude, it's, and I haven't even given it a shot yet. You you sincerely should. Yeah, maybe it is, I will. It is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I yeah. love The Wire though, man. The oh Wire. Um, I think Yellowstone. The writing, and it's funny because I sincerely believe that uh, there is a hard push to not approach any topic too heavily. On on watch when you watch Yellowstone, uh, I never feel that somebody is slowly trying to just nudge me with a with a topical idea or a political idea. And other shows like dude, when I watch Shameless in the beginning, I loved Shameless. I got I so sick was, of Shameless after like the second season. Dude, it's it was so over the fucking top. It was like, what can you shock me with in this episode? Dude, like the last season, we watched two episodes, me and my wife, and it literally turned into every episode had a very specific bullet point Mm -hmm. of a a social issue or a, and I was like, I'm going to fucking throw up. I never want to see this again. I couldn't stand it. After the second season, I was like, all right, and not that there was something, but it was like. I watched the first season. It was fine. I started watching the second season. And as I'm getting into it, little by little, little by little, I was like, I just don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like every time I turned around, it was like something more shocking. Yeah. Something that went in a direction that, oh, like, it was almost like you became desensitized. Yeah. To the shock value. Right. You know, it's just, I was like, oh, man, I can't stand this fucking show anymore. But I got real sick of Shameless really fast. Yeah. But The Wire, I love The Wire. And uh, the Sopranos, yeah, and a lot of people, they think, oh well, it's a, it's not a mob show. The Sopranos yeah. is not a mob show. Well, it's a family show, really. It's it's a lot of things, man. I think it's one of the best written shows ever created. I love it. Which is funny because I never, um, I went in the military when that was like huge. So I, there's like a lot of seasons that I I fucking missed oh, out so on. Good, but I I think that like um, when you focus on a group. And you say, okay, I'm going to find the details of this group and write about that. People fall in love with it. Uh-huh. Dude, Baltimore gangsters that sold 
crack and heroin. It was pretty fucking authentic. Yeah. Like The Wire. Dude, I'm a recovering addict. And I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of shit on them shows Mm -hmm. that was real. Was fucking real. Well, I mean, Steve Earle was on it. Yeah, Steve, Ro- and he was a he was in he was actually in recovery. He's the guy who played Bubble Sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know the musician and stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's and even like some of the characters on the show were taken directly from the streets of Baltimore, like that girl oh, yeah. Snoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, that that was her. Dude, she was a fucking real gangster. Yeah. You know, like like she, I I read some interviews uh and and some like articles about her and like she did real fucking time for yeah. doing real gangster shit and like. There's something about that that I don't know why, but I... It's appre- more interesting. I appreciate it. Yeah. You know, like like to me, when I watched The Wire, I remember being encapsulated oh, by... Dude. And the fact that all the cops, they were like real cops. That Like, that's how cops really thought. It was like, mm-hmm. at least from my perspective of like listening to other cops in this area and talking to them, I'm thinking, dude, mm-hmm. you definitely have a, a particular mindset you such know? a good show man so yeah. well written so many details that every like they say every detail matters every detail really did matter in that show oh yeah so yeah. good and then like there was people that you saw on that show it was like seamless like you seem so realistic like the guy who plays chris yeah like you would think that might be who he really is in life yeah or something yeah. totally not like man, yeah just yeah. some of the most brilliant acting so, so good. So they said that a lot of the people, the actors that wanted to go to, they spent a lot of time learning how people in Baltimore interact. Yeah. And I think that that was one of the most brilliant things about uh, even the music culture. Like Baltimore has like this, apparently uh, in that time there was like this, uh, they had like their own music scene that was like dance music, like yeah. hip hop dance music that they would have like that's a, incorporated in the show because Chris listens to some really wacky music. Yeah, and he's like, ah, this is the song that I, you know, like he's like, this is the shit right here, and you're listening to it, and you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, but like, I guess in Baltimore that was like the <laughs> thing or something. <laughs> that's a real thing, man. That was so good. I love yeah. that show. That might be one of my favorite characters on the show is Chris. My really? Other, my other favorite character, actually, my favorite character, and it's not so much because he the character. I think it's the the way that they tell his story, his arc, Duquan. Duquan. Dookie, the kid who's kind of gets bullied in the classes and stuff like that. And the one kid, Michael, is like his best friend is always oh. advocating for him. And before the show ends, it's like heartbreaking. He ends up being a drug addict. Yeah. But a lot of the stuff in that show is uh, cyclical. Like um, like certain characters take the place of other characters. Yeah. Like, uh, like so I he think, takes over for... Like um, Bubbles. Yeah. I think he becomes like the new Bubbles. Uh, Michael becomes the new Omar. Yeah. Uh, I think... Um, Omar, what the hell is the guy? Omar name? is by my my favorite. Yeah, dude. I named my cat after Omar. Omar, yeah. uh, even as an actor, when I saw that character, I was like, dude, I hope this guy. Yeah, like blows up. Yeah, yeah, because I just um, and then like I saw him on some like dude like so I'm a weirdo man. I love great stories, and uh, Vigo Morrison did a, a movie called uh, Road, The Road, and it that. was um. It was, Is that the one with the jazz guitar player or some shit, or they were musicians? No, this was it was post-apocalyptic. Oh, okay. And Viggo Morrison was a dad that had his son, and they're like, they're trying to survive in this post-apocalyptic uh, America. And they, um, and in the end, at one point, they, they, um, you know, that guy Michael C. Hall was one of the characters. Nah, Michael, Michael Kenneth Williams. Or Michael. Michael Kenneth C. Williams. Hall is the guy from Six Feet Under. 
Oh, but, yeah, 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 yeah. The guy uh, played Dexter. Dexter, yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys, there's three names, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The three name people always throw me up, you yeah. know? So, um, but, um, so that guy was on that movie, which I was, like, blown away. I was like, mm-hmm. dude, he went from The Wire to a post-apocalyptic. And then he played on... Um, he was in Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk he Empire. He was great in that. It's chalky. Yeah, man. Yeah, great. He definitely started to show some range. And uh, I'll admit it, man. I was kind of sad when he passed away. So know? was I. I was, like, really shocked. He, he was played... on an episode of The Sopranos, too. He played... Like, yeah, he... Uh, there's a little story arc where they're... This kid, Jackie Jr., is hiding in the boot projects, and he's hiding in this guy's apartment. And uh, he's, like, teaching him how to play chess with his daughter or some shit like that. But um, I think he's only in two episodes of The Sopranos. Hmm. But I think always, that was before The Wire. He played a lot of... He played gay guys a lot. And, hmm. and I, I think that I read that he's not gay. No, he wasn't gay. Yeah, which I think is interesting because... On The Wire, he played a gay guy. And then there was this other show that we watched on Netflix that had like a couple seasons where him and his uh, buddy, they were down south. And they... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what show you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it was like this weird dynamic because the, the buddy was a white guy and uh-huh. him and, and this dude. Kind of had a Dukes of Hazard kind of feel. Yeah, like they show. always seem to be like get caught up in like some bullshit, and they're they're like, "Oh, how are we gonna figure this one out?" Yeah. You know, and uh, but it was like a fun show to watch. Yeah, it was a good show. But I think he was a gay guy in that show too. Yeah. Yeah. So like he played gay guy a lot. You yeah. know. Yeah. Interesting. You know. Michael C. Hall played no. gay guy too. He yeah he is. He's gay. not gay. No. No. But that's what's weird is like I never got into Dexter because I was so in six feet under. Yeah, then when I did I see like him, six feet under. When I see him as Dexter, I'm thinking like you're the brother from Six Feet Under. Like, yeah, awkward. I just think he's gay. You know, like I just <laughs> it's just it, I couldn't uh, I couldn't separate the two characters. So uh, I definitely loved Six Feet Under, and there was some like hilarious parts of that show. Yeah, it was a good show. It's a shame that like. I don't think it got the notoriety that it deserved. I think it ends better than most shows end. Really? Yeah, I thought the ending of that show was perfect. I like, don't remember. You know how like it's just you know how when shows end, doesn't you're the always guy's disappointed. Or doesn't the guy's uh, girlfriend like disappear or something? That's that was like the third season, which was a great season. She disappears, and then they find out that the uh, his brother-in-law actually killed her, and all this other shit. But. The fifth season, the way it ends, it just wraps up so perfectly. At the end of it, they show every character's death in the future. Oh. Yeah, but it's just the way the whole story panned out. It was just, it was really good. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. It was really good. Really, really good. Like, it's hard to end a show, it seems. Huh. You know, like, you think about shows that you loved. When they end it, you were always disappointed. Yeah. I think there's very few shows that end on a good note. Maybe that's a talent that, like, uh, some people... Like, like, so a lot of the times I'm very critical of, um, Hollywood storytellers. Yeah. Like, let's, let's be honest. The big elephant in the room of like the worst fucking endings of all time is Game of Thrones. I never watched it. Yeah. I can't get, I tried to watch it. But you've it. heard how epically bad yeah. the ending was. But I heard that they've kind of cleaned it up with the new show or something like that. Like, really? Yeah. You kind of go back and you go, okay, cool. The ending was so bad that I won't even give the new show a chance. Really? Yeah, like it fucking ruined it for Oof. me and my wife. That's a shame. Yeah, like not even interested yeah. at all, you know? Well, and I think a lot of people feel that way. I, I haven't seen it, so I can't really... Yeah. Yeah. 
it's you know like but the, that's the issue is like so, like I was a huge fan like dude when it started rolling and like I think I've seen like four episodes so character building was really what it was all about like mm-hmm. you just constantly had these characters that you, they would start out as a bad guy and then you slowly just started learning good things about him or like some and then you like feel guilty and you're like oh man he's not really that fucked up or yeah. or the other end you know you, you had this good guy that's like he's got some real character flaws and, and you're like oh yeah. my god this guy's kind of that's a piece kind of, of what shit, the sopranos is you know? too yeah i mean they're all sociopaths they're all murderers on that show yeah and, but um but like tony soprano is like the biggest piece of shit on the planet but for some reason everybody loves him yeah it's really it's so weird like the way that show's written and, that, and that's another one i think it ended great like yeah. a lot of people go what are you talking about that fucking ending sucked like that ending's great because people are still talking about it yeah to this day like well, that's happened? when they cut the black they right? cut the black and everybody has this theory about what happened, and it doesn't matter what your theory is, because yeah. there would have been no way to end it that would have satisfied anybody. I think that's a brilliant ending. Yeah. Because you have to leave the audience with a with cliffhanger. With a cliffhanger. The only fucking way you can end something... There's a as, lot of cliffhangers in that finale. Yeah. I think that that's important, because if you try to wrap everything up nice and neat, like you said... You're disappointed. Somebody out there is going to go, I don't like the way that ended. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. agree. To a certain extent, it didn't end. You yeah, know? like it's it's pretty cool. I love it. Probably huh. my favorite show. Really? Yeah, hands down, my favorite show. Not because I'm Italian. I'm not. It's not that. It's something no, that's I just think, so good about it. I think because we live in this area and we live in the Northeast, where it's very identifiable. Maybe. Yeah, Especially, like it's not. Yeah, maybe it's not even Italian. Because listen, I I watch a lot of. Uh, Italian movies and Italian uh, cultured, or maybe Italian's bad. Maybe it's um, this idea of like mob. But but I also grew up around people that yeah. like. There's a lot of familiarity you know, for for me too. Like my girlfriend will ask me like, "Is that how did you did that happen when you were a kid too?" Because you know I grew up in uh, you know partially Italian family. My father sure. was very Italian. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we used to do that. You know, and like there's certain th- so there is a lot of identifiable things. Yeah. To the show. Yeah. Yeah. Even even so, like me, not so much Italian because I'm I'm not Italian at all. But I definitely spent some time around people that you know, they earned money other other ways. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, I plead the fifth. I may or may not have participated, but like, I I laugh because there are things you know. Um, I don't know. I, you know what? I can't go too far into this conversation without fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> causing issues. But uh, but it's it's uh. So I guess a lot of times you uh, it's like a nurse watching um, what's that show with the uh the fucking ER or whatever. Yeah. Like you know like like uh people of certain professions want to watch what you know is something similar to what they did or. What's it? Um, fucking Grey. What's uh, Grey's Anatomy? Grey's Anatomy. I never yeah. Watched it. So like, I dated a nurse years ago, and I remember she used to just love watching it. But she was also so critical. So when I watch shows like that, now The Wire was definitely always one of them shows because I grew up in Eddystone. I grew up next to the hood, and I knew yeah. for real fucking drug dealers. It kind of reminds me of my old neighborhood too, to a certain extent. Dude, when I watch that, a lot of times brutal you know, show though, man, brutal. Yeah, but mm. that's the way I remember it. Yeah, like I remember like 
buddies of mine like yeah we're gonna go fucking shoot this house up and i was just like what yeah it's crazy and he's like yeah this is yep this is what we're doing today yeah you my know? neighborhood was pretty fucked up you know? you know wasn't always fucked up but there were things about it that were really fucked up yeah yeah you know and other things i get you know? mad at myself for saying yeah so much i really do what on here yeah when i go back and i listen to it i go i gotta stop saying yeah let's do it for five minutes straight yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I was I was actually thinking of replacing all my yes with mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. You know that's right. I like that. Yeah, I, I like think that. maybe we'll do that. Because I think I'm gonna do uh like um remember um Super Troopers? I never saw it. You never saw Super Troopers? What the fuck, man? Yeah. What Mm-mm. the fuck? You're missing out on comedy gold right really? now. Is that good? Oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, I so that that group of guys that made that sh- that movie. They're the beer fest guys. Yeah, yeah, but I think Super Troopers was kind of like their one hit wonder. Like I think it was fucking hilarious. Is that like the pinnacle of what they do? Uh, I think so. Yeah, man. When they when they tried like reformatting and writing different movies that are like uh, similarly cast, I don't think it worked as well. Super Troopers was great it was very well written the jokes were fucking delivered perfectly you know you gotta watch it go home today it's it's homework you have to watch it you Mm -hmm. know yeah yeah but anyway so at one point they played this game these two cops these two troopers pull up next to this car and uh (laughs) they said they're gonna play the meow game oh i think i saw this clip yeah so they go meow you know, and every time they, they say something and then the guy's like stoned and he's sitting in his car and he's like, did you, did you just meow? Listen now, boy. He's like, listen now, listen now, boy. Meow. You know, like, and they just, just kept doing it. I'm fucking it all up right now. Whatever, dude. But I'll go back and watch it. I'll check it out. You got to check it out, man. Yeah. There's, but there's some fucking great stuff in there. Uh, there's, there's a couple skits that I think are just hands down the funniest fucking thing that I ever seen in my life. And uh, we'll maybe we'll talk about that yeah. next next uh, episode, you know. So I don't know, man. There's like I'm right now. I want to tell you the fucking story of the, I'll the check funniest it out. thing. I'll so, check it out. But uh, I can't do it. I can't do yeah, it. Yeah. You know. So, well, what else? What else you got, man? So what do you what do you, what else are you gonna do? How's uh how's the the family? How's the kids? All right. Yeah, everybody's yeah, good. Getting ready for you know get get this Christmas shit over with, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my my son's working and stuff. He's doing some shit, and I I can't really complain right now. Yeah. Yeah, some good things going on with them as far as work goes. So that's always good. That's my big thing is instilling that in them. Yeah. I just can't stand to see somebody not doing something. You know. Well, I mean, he tries. He reaches out to me and asks if I have any work for yeah. him. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, he's do- I think he's doing pretty good with um. He's doing some fencing right now. Nice. So. Which yeah. I used to do part time with my brother, and it's you know it's a little physically demanding and stuff, and make pretty decent money. Yeah, and it's a skill, something to learn, it's a trade. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. he's good. With, he's good with that stuff. He's good with his hands. He's uh he's very handy. So, I dig it. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So I'm always happy to promote something like that or spend money on something in that direction. Huh. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Yeah, can't right. can't complain as far as that goes. So is that it, man? We're gonna wrap this one up. Yeah, man. I feel like we're. I don't know. 
feel like we're running out of steam. What yeah, do you think? We're going to do know? our, did you listen to anything today? Uh, let's do, yeah, man. Yeah, what, what'd you listen to? So, uh, what did I, I didn't, I, I fucked up. I didn't listen to any you music, no this, music morning. this morning. But what kind of mood am I in today? Um, so yesterday, I'll tell you what, I can, what I can do, because I think I'm going to ride on the same wave of yesterday. Yesterday, I was on a rise against kick. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with them. Really? I don't know anything that you like, man. I feel like a jerk off every time you bring so, something up. It's okay. It's okay. Maybe <laughs> maybe this uh like maybe this like you'll listen to a little bit of it and you'll like it. So like for me, Rise Against came in the early 2000s and back then I was riding dirt bikes and four-wheelers a lot and it's kind of like a um it's uh like the sound bed to that time for you or something yes yeah. yeah yeah it's it's energy you know it's like uh it's a little bit harder of rock um it's um it's kind of like like offspring and rage against the machine kind of had like a like an abortion together you know oh. yeah that was a graphic thought yeah <laughs> so i guess uh i didn't really listen to anything either but i guess lately what i've been listening to I kind of have like this recurring like um I've been listening to this band Silver Sun Pickups a lot. Yeah? Yeah. Very 90s. No, it's not 90s. No. It's, no, cuz I think when I saw them, the first time I heard them, I took my girlfriend to go see Muse, the okay. band Muse, and they opened for Muse. And I thought they were actually better. Like Muse was good. It was a good show, was a big stage show and shit like that, but this band like really killed it, man. They got this. Their big hit was the song called "Lazy Eye." Yeah. And then another song, "Panic Switch." Yeah. Which I guess this was like 2010 or oh, so. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, so that, I've been listening to that. They've been. Pre- they're pretty good. So I feel like I feel like it's starting to blend together. Like a lot of times, oh, I'll yeah. say 90s music, and then I'm like thinking about it, and I'm like, that was like 2005 or eight. When I was listening to that, mm-hmm. you know, like I, in my brain, equate Rise Against with 90s music because it has a similar certain tinge to it that sounds 90s. It sounds yeah. 90s to me. It sounds like Offspring. It sounds uh, not quite as hard as System of a Down, but it's uh, it's all that same energy, you know, kind of like a punk feel, but kind of yeah, like a heavier punk. Yeah. Thing. yeah, yeah, definitely heavy guitars, uh, fast, you know, fast paced. And uh, I can't do it all the time because, I mean, you know, nowadays music to me is emotionally driven, like how I'm feeling that day, you know? But, um, and then even with the holidays, so with the holidays, I lately have been doing a lot of Frank Sinatra, a lot of uh, like Nat King Cole and like oldies, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's, it's like safe to listen to around my kids. It's, uh... Me and my wife joke about, especially like the uh, the one Sinatra song, "Baby, It's Cold Outside." Is that Sinatra or is that? I don't that think a... it is. No, but it it they canceled it. They, yeah, they canceled it. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like. Come them, on, dude, let I'm me still in. listening I'm to it. It's fucking cold outside. Yeah, it sounds like he's he's kind of being a little creepy. Yeah, yeah well, it, they they say he's like kind of like date raping her, and I'm like, dude, shut yeah, the fuck break. up. He's giving her a drink, and he's like, yeah, like the courtship. In I this don't country, that. Like, great. Like, how are you supposed to approach those situations? Like, listen, if you can't cancel a guy for sending a dick pic, but you'll cancel a guy for saying, "Come on, babe, just stay have here a and drink. have a drink with yeah. me," you know, 
what the fuck are you talking about? How the about? fuck you... else are you supposed to flirt? Oh my god. That's what I don't dude. understand. Is like how Dick pics. That's dude, it's perfectly acceptable. Bypass nah. the drink. Women hate that shit. Women hate dick pics. Secretly, they, they love it, dude. You think they secretly love it? Secretly, they love it. <laughs> Unless they're a lesbian, then they want muff pics. I don't know, dude. Yeah. I wonder if lesbians do that. I wonder ah. if they're like, hey, check out this beaver. It'd be yeah. so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an areola, you know? <laughs> I don't, nah, you know what? I don't even want to see boobs. Show me the, yeah, I want to see the, the real deal. I want to see the, the titty nooks pics? and crannies. No, I don't care about titties. I don't no? Care you want to see, you want to see the curtains. Yeah, buddy. You know? Yeah, yep. man. I love it, man. I'm like, hey, what's that look like? <laughs> I've seen it a thousand so fucking the, times. And that's, and I'm like, I that's still pretty see interesting. It again. Like, every woman I talk to, they say they can't stand it. Like, when dudes send them dick pics. Really? Yeah. They just think it's fucking gross and blah, blah, blah. But you might be onto something. Do you think maybe secretly they kind of dig it? I think secretly, um. I don't think so. I yeah, think I think I think secretly they uh I think everybody has their their moments where they're like, "Yep, right now I'm kind of in the mood, you know, yeah. I want to see something." Because I think everybody it's it's I think it's animal instinct. Dude, sometimes you want to mate. Sometimes you're like, "You know what? I want to fucking see." I think see it that, depends on know? how they feel about the guy guy who's sending it. Yeah, well, that's true, too. Yeah. If they're a creepy piece of shit or they got a right. tiny Right, if you're a creepy piece of or... shit, you're a creepy piece of shit. Yeah, man. If you're just a fucking dirtball and they're yeah. like, you know. But that's the problem is in our modern society, it's like fishing. I know dudes that, that like, I know 20-year-old guys. I meet them on job sites and they're, like, joking about it. They're like, dude, I send out, like, 15 dick pics a day. And I'm what? like. What? Yeah, they're, like, on Tinder. They're wow. just, like, sending them out. Like, Well, on Tinder, know, it makes sense, I guess. I, know, I never really... I don't know shit about that world. Me neither. I'm fucking old. Now listen, I've done things like where I've downloaded the app on my phone just out of curiosity. Yeah. And I'll just see how it works because I want to know what people are doing. Yeah. And then my girl will find out that it was on there and think that I was doing something. I was like, I wasn't I doing even, anything. I won't even risk it. Fuck that. Yeah, it was. I guess it was, but I mean, I wasn't doing anything on Tinder yeah. for the sake of doing it. I just was curious how it works. Like I know people that are like married now because they met on Tinder. Yeah. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is going on so, over there? So technically, my wife and I met on Plenty of Fish. Really? Yeah, dude. Yeah. And and dude, Plenty of Fish was comical because like back in the day, man, it was like prior to Tinder, but it was like the same thing. I think like, most relationships start online, even like if it's not a dating website. Like, But it's also... Like Facebook. The easiest way to get laid. Yeah. Dude, back in the day, it was... I mean, even for a guy like me who... Dude, I wasn't Mr. Charismatic. Like, mm -hmm. I used to be so shy about talking to women in real life. Right. And I think a lot of guys are. I think that's why the internet is is so uh, captivating for young people. Because you're insecure. And it's an easy, anonymous way to be a little more eccentric. I you guess. Know? Yeah. And, like, I remember, like, Plenty of Fish was just, like, dude, it was, like, yeah. unbelievably easy to, like, just be open and just be, Just like, kind of be yourself and see what comes your way. I'll admit it, man. Dude, back in the day, back in the day, it, it got to a point where I literally was just kind of just cutting right to the chase. Hey, you want to meet up tonight? Wow. You know, like, I'm not interested in a relationship. I just kind of want to, like, Mess you know, around. Just, just hang out, you know? Mm. I mean, I was always pretty modest. I wouldn't, like, send a dick pic and be like, hey, you want to fuck? Dude, yeah, there, right, right. there are guys out there that do that. Like, they, they don't even, like, they just want to answer just this question. Right you know, and if you answer the question the way they want it, then, yep, that's what we're doing. Wow. Like, it's not even, 
There is no fucking dinner and a movie. There's no Netflix and chill. There is just, come yeah. on over and take your fucking clothes off. I don't know that I'd even survive out there if I was single. I don't even know how to do it. So, like, for a hot minute before I met my wife, I was uh, casually dating, which is, like, the only time in my life where I ever um, did that. Because I was always kind of like a uh, a serial monogamous kind of guy. Yeah, I don't think I've ever know? been with somebody one time. You know what I mean? Like, I've never had a one-night stand. I did. I yeah. never did. I've but never it got... Had... I, I definitely think that it was very hollow. Yeah, like, kind of. I think it would suck. Like I think that first time that you're with anybody, you're really not getting the full potential. So I, I just got clean in 2010, the end of 2010 in October, and uh, the next year I broke up with my girlfriend, and then there was like this period of like three years, and at first it was awkward, but then it was like this healing process of me living alone, and and that was. Admittedly, part of it is becoming comfortable with being alone. Um, but I, I've always had this goal of wanting a wife and children. Uh-huh. So, like, it wasn't appealing to me to just randomly sleep with women. You know, like, I mean, it was fun. Sure, it was fun at the time. Yeah. But there was always, like, all right, dude, when is when are we going to meet the real one? Like, when is... When is the wife coming along, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because my wife and I were laying in bed and I was like telling her, I was like, you know, like, because I have to, I, I tell my wife all the time how much she means to me. And like, I seriously had a thought in my head back then <clears throat> that, well, uh, I just broke up with this girl that I was kind of like seeing briefly for a few months and she was not compatible with me. Like, we did not think the same uh, that we had big arguments about stupid shit that like, I was like, nope, this isn't going to work. Yeah. But I remember thinking like, I'm getting older. I'm going to have to be one of them guys that's going to have to find a chick and fucking deal with her because I want kids. And I started to believe that like, oh. like, uh, I'm going to have to compromise and accept the next chick that comes along even though we might argue and disagree, like I'm going to have to be one of these guys that's fucking miserable mm. because I want kids. And that's a fucking crazy thing. I've never thought of that that way. I definitely did yeah. because I was getting older and I was like, I-, I want children. And then the odd thing is, is my wife fucking messaged me, mm. which no chick really did. No. And then she flirted with me on plenty of fish. And I was like, Oh, Hey, what's up? And then when we met in real life, it wasn't even, like, dude, she was cute, she was shapely, like, listen, dude, I like shapely women. I fucking, I love it, you well, know? What do you mean, shapely? Uh, you know, she's top-heavy, she's like, okay. you know, yeah, like, man. Kind of like that hourglass kind of yep, yep. thing, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I really have a preference. Yeah? Nah, I just, I think I just, I love women. Yeah? You know? And, uh, I'm not, I'll admit it, I'm not a fan of, like, the, uh... The little skinny minis. I like it. Yeah, I like the tiny. No, gr- I like the me. little petite girls. I like the big girls. I like, I like it all. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that I couldn't sleep with one. Oh, I definitely no, could. I, I find but... my girlfriend gets mad because she's like, you find something attractive about everybody. <laughs> like, she's like, and I do. Like, I think that that's, I think that's uh, the artist in us. I can Maybe. See, I, yeah. I can definitely say that I, I see beautiful things in all people. 
But I'm saying, like, when I... Physically, I find something attractive about most women. Really? Yeah. Not saying every woman, but most women, you know, and she'll be like, man, you just, you like everything. Yeah. And it's like, I just, you know... Yeah. Huh. I do like a lot. Yeah. But when I met my wife the first night, I fucking knew. Hmm. I knew. Like, so she came over because I was broke as shit. Yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, I'll cook you dinner. So funny, dude. So this the funniest fucking thing. I had an apartment up on McDay Boulevard, and it was kind of like sketchy, the building and everything. And, dude, she shows up. She snaps a picture of me, snaps a picture of the address. Just in case. And then fucking sends it to her mom wow. or her sisters or somebody. Well, that and makes I'm sense. like, dude, I'm laughing. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever, man. I don't fucking care. Right, right, you know, right. Like, so she came upstairs, and we sat there and, like, talked. And, dude, her personality... Uh, even my family has always said, like, dude, she is such a she's, perfect match for you. She is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's she like she'll bust my balls. She'll make me fucking laugh. Like she'll dude, it's it's like she's my best friend, man. Yeah. She's my best fucking friend. You did good. Yeah. Yeah, she's cool. I like Good her. work. Yeah. I guess I'll keep her around, you yeah. know? Yeah. All right. Well You gotta I, pee, man? I gotta pee really bad. <laughs> so we did it again, man. We did another yep. one. All right. We're going to wrap it up. This was episode two. And, the end. Uh, this is the end. We were going to do something where we tried to offend some group of people somehow. Like we Dear were... Jews. No, I'm just no, kidding. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... That was actually a Daniel Tosh. Um, Daniel <laughs> Tosh won, on one of his uh, shows. He was like... Hey guys, I wrote a uh, career suicide letter. You guys want to hear it? Uh, and then he'd say, Dear yeah. Jews. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny, yeah, man. I like blatant shit like that. Yeah. He, he never says anything else, but I right, mean, that's, right. you know, I think it's funny. So that's what this whole show was supposed to be career suicides. But um, like usual, man, I just love talking to you. I love yeah, just yeah. sitting down, hanging out with you, you yeah. know? And, uh, I don't know, man. I think that... Yeah, you know, like we were sitting there telling each other, like, you got notes, you know what you want to talk about? <laughs> I had all these notes, and I don't think we really touched on too much of it, you know? Dude, uh, I, I admittedly, like, was brainstorming a little bit here and there, but, like, this this uh, time of year is so crazy Yeah. that, like, it's, like, I was losing my fucking mind because I didn't know what to get my wife for, uh-huh. for uh, Christmas, and uh, I think I think I finally figured something out, and uh, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to work out really good, but it's so stressful for me because, for one, like you said, with the kids, like the kids' birthdays, I feel like I keep trying to one up every fucking year. I'm trying to one up. The, I don't the do previous... it anymore, man. You know, like it's so difficult. It's so stressful. You know. I'll tell you what, I didn't think it at the time. But you can ruin your kids by doing shit like that. You could just spoil the shit out of them to the point where... That's my biggest fear. That is... Trust me. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. Like, you kind of want there to be some underlying grittiness, at least for me. Yeah. That lets them know, like, hey, you ain't rich. Right. You, you can't get what you want. Yeah. you can't. You know? You, ultimately, you're not going to get what you want all the time. Right. So, uh, I think... I just try to keep it in the vein that says, look, this is something to let you know that I love you. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't want to get too, too far into it, but you can, uh, you really can spoil somebody. 
to the point that you ruin them. I believe that. Not that my kids are ruined. They're not. No, it's just no, there's no. a lot to work out of. So the hardest part, uh, and and I'll after this I'll let you, I'll let you go take a piss. I gotta be so goddamn <laughs> I remember when I went into the military at 17 years old, and I don't think that my family specifically spoiled me, but I didn't know how to do laundry. I didn't know how uh, to do. You didn't have those little life skills. I didn't know how to cook for myself. Mm. So I went into the army, and they were like, "Yeah, well." You know, this is the time when we do laundry. You go your do your own, own fucking laundry. Yeah. Go make your bed. Go clean up your shit. I was like, like a, I was like a, like a fish out of water, dude. I was like a moron. I was Oof. like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. You, you don't have people to come in here and do this for us. I've been you don't have a step. You don't have your mom. Life. You know that comes in in here and fucking does your laundry. Nope. You know. Yeah. Yeah. My mother got real big on you know the laundry thing early on. Like when I was a kid, that was kind of like my job was the laundry. Yeah. I mean, we were kind of, we lived, you know, it was just me and my mother from the time I was like 15 on, 16 on. So you kind of, we kind of had to like split those duties a little bit. But, um, dude, still, still to this day, I pay, uh, the people down the street to do my laundry. No shit. Yeah. Like, I, I fucking hate laundry. I won't do it. Yeah. Uh, Grocery shopping. I did all the grocery shopping from the time I was really young. I'm a control freak, yeah. so I do the grocery shopping. Yeah, because I want specific foods. Like if my wife brought home a different brand of uh, American cheese that I don't like, right? I would be like annoyed about it. Mm. Not like to the point of arguing. No, I know what you mean though. No. But like, there's brands and flavors that I want. Don't bring home knockoff fucking Frosted Flakes. Bring mm. home the real Frosted Flakes. Really? Yeah. Like we can afford that shit now. Yeah, I'm a yeah. fucking snob. I want the good stuff. Yep. Yeah. So, John, yeah. your your legs are crossed. Dude, your eyes are turning yellow. I am gonna fucking lose it. See you in a month. Yeah, man. Let's do it, man. All right. How many times we gotta say goodbye here, bro? <laughs> <laughs>